But now the Indians came closer. We found their arrows and traces of their old houses. We caught sight of them among the trees. Our men met to talk of this new danger. How could so small a settlement defend itself? Cannons were mounted on top of the hill, and the men took turns standing guard. Then one day, an Indian walked into the settlement. Speaking to us in our own language, he said, Welcome. Our Indian friend came back and brought his chief. We all agreed to live in peace. And one of the Indians stayed with us, teaching us where to find fish in the bubbling brooks and how to catch them in traps and how to plant Indian corn so that next winter we would have enough to eat. My father and I worked side by side clearing the fields planting barley and peas and hills of corn. After I dug a garden next to our house, in it we planted the seeds we had brought from home. We planted carrots and cabbages and onions and my mother's favorite herbs, parsley, sage, chamomile, and mint. Each day I watched until something green pushed up from the dark earth. My mother laughed when she saw it. Perhaps we may yet make a home in this new land, she said. On a morning early in April, our ship sailed back across the sea. We gathered on shore to watch it go. The great white sails filled with wind. Then slowly the ship turned and headed out into the wide dark sea. I watched it growing smaller and smaller, and suddenly there were tears in my eyes. We were all alone now, but then I felt a hand on my shoulder. Look, my father said, pointing up the hill. Spread out above us in the soft spring sunshine was our settlement. The fields sprouting with green, the thatched roofed houses and neatly fenced gardens, the streets laid out almost like a town. Come, my father said, we have work to do. With his hand on my shoulder, we walked back up the hill. So it continued.